0: I do have a pretty extensive study on one of the gifts that all morning I was telling Tracy when I came in here that I think it's really good but I just haven't been feeling it like all morning and since we are kind of dealing with some some bathroom issues I'm I may shift gears and and save this for next Sunday so I don't try to rush through it. Um and there's some some things I want to talk to you guys about that have been happening in our lives that I think is this would be a good opportunity for that if y'all cool with that. I believe the gospel will be preached through it. I don't think it's just us hanging out. I think there's some really good news in it. Um, so I'll start off by saying a lot, of, a lot of you guys have been praying for us uh, with the whole house situation. Uh, if you don't know, we, we sold our house some six months ago to the Decostas, which is awesome. One of, the, one, of, one of the many things that God was involved with to, to bring those guys into our lives and us into theirs, um, then moving all the way from California, like not knowing anybody. Um, I could go I could spend the whole time just talking about how the Lord worked through all that. Um, but in that in that process, you know, we uh, Tracy and I had <clears throat> had plans, and this kind of this kind of comes on the back end of what the Lord was speaking to me in worship about how personal He is and how how much how well He knows us, and uh, even Carol had a similar scripture about the woman at the well. Uh, she brought up to me after service. She said I was hearing the same thing that that when the woman from the well went to 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 basically tell everyone, look, I meet this man that told me everything, uh, everything I mean, He knew everything about me, and I, along those same Along that same vein, in the Holy Spirit, just being personal, I just I have to give testimony of how God has worked in our lives lately. Um, I'll try to get through it. <clears throat> so, uh, when we sold our house, we had we I had this. If you guys know me, I have you know pretty decent ADD, and I have this. When I get an idea, I want to chase it. Um, and I had this idea that we we're going to build this energy efficient house. We we're going to build it on property so the kids could have room to ride their four wheelers or horses or whatever we decided to do. And we found this property that we were dead set on getting. And uh, we, we made an offer, we went back and forth, and then we agreed on a, on a price. And then at the end of a week or so, we were supposed to close that same week. Like when we moved out of our house, we were supposed to close and start working on the, on the house. We had house plans, the whole nine yards. And unfortunately, that didn't happen, and it kept getting put, pushed back for several weeks until finally I was like, hey, what's going on with this? And they said, well, it's caught up in probate court, and we, we couldn't even buy the property. And so we waited Thinking, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. We'll just wait, and so we waited and we waited, and then it was like caught in Florida probate court, and then it got cleared, supposedly cleared over there. But none of the answers were all the answers we kept getting were vague, and this went on, as many of you know, because I, Tracy's more private. I just tell all my business to everybody, so most of you have already heard all this. Um, but six months have gone by. Six months of us not knowing where we're going to live. Six months of of you know, as a, as a father and a husband, thinking you know, what are we going to do? Um, the market's crazy right now. People are getting more than, than the houses are worth and it's not a good time to buy. But at the same time, the six months that went by, I'm thinking, God, what are you doing? You know, how, how are you helping us in this? Because I I had, I had this idea that we were going to build there with that property. I mean, everything was just really centered around my idea to do that. I think more than me submitting to God through it. Um, and so in, in that process, uh, friends of ours who, who you guys know the Talbots mentioned a couple times about a house next door to them that wasn't for sale but they knew the family that lived there and maybe we could talk to them about it and many times I brushed it off because I was like that's not my plan my plan is to build on this property I'm going to build this it was a barn to many and we we're going to build this metal building it was going to be energy efficient it was going to be inexpensive we weren't going to have a really high mortgage it was I mean I had all these ideas I mean I've been watching YouTube videos on how to make energy efficient homes and all these different things, like I just I had this idea, and I wanted I wanted to build a shop because I've my whole life I've worked on cars, you know, on my back, and I wanted a shop with a lift so I could work on cars because that's my thing, and uh, I mean all these things I had these plans for this land, and it just wasn't happening. It just wasn't happening, and uh, in that process we finally came to a place where I was like, well, maybe, you know, Tracy and I were we work, working through this and praying through this and saying what's going on, and. Even along the lines of us talking about giftings, many of you guys spoke into our lives, and even more specifically, recently, when Gabe and Kelly prayed. I don't—I hardly ever come up here for prayer. I usually let everybody else do that. But I said, I'm going to let Gabe and Kelly pray for me today. And even they gave me a word. And I, is it okay if I share it? I'll share it in a little bit. But they gave me a word that went along these lines, and I'll share it in just a moment. But um, as this went along, we decided, okay, well, maybe we need to, man, this is so crazy, because lumber prices just keep going up and up and up. And even during worship, I was thinking, had we gotten this property and started this build process, we would still be dealing with these ridiculous high prices, and my plans would not have worked. I mean, they wouldn't have. It wouldn't have been inexpensive to build (laughs) at all. Anyway, all that to say, um, uh, Brett brought it up again. He said, you know, there's still a house next to me, and it's got a shop. And I was like, well, maybe we could could just call. And even then, I didn't. Uh, He gave me the number, and I didn't even call. And I went ahead and got pre-approved to get something else, just to, to find something. So we got pre-approved for mortgage. Um, so we started looking, and it was like trying to fit, you know, square peg in a round hole. We're like, well, maybe this will work. Maybe this will work. But nothing ever felt right. And Tracy would even say, you know, I, uh, she brought up, you know, when, when we got together, she felt, right, she felt comfortable around me. She never felt comfortable around any other guys that she dated or anything like that. And she said, in the same way, when we go in these houses, she said, none of it feels right. It just doesn't feel right. And if you're married... And your husband, I encourage you to listen to your wife <laughs> for many different reasons. <laughs> Y'all got make a note of that. Listen to your wife. Um, a lot of times, I'm Tracy's more quiet and reserved, and I'm more obnoxious and, <laughs> and out there. And sometimes I need I need I need to listen to what she says. And she kept saying that, and I was like, okay, well, none of these are fitting. Like we would check these houses out, and we'd go through them, we're like this. And, you know, I'm a fixer. I'm like, well, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. I could fix all these things. But none, none of it was working. So I said, well, let me just, let me just give this lady a call, you know, next to, next to the Talbots. And so I called her. And, well, I texted her. I said, hey, do you have a few minutes to talk? She said, yes, please call me. So I call this lady. <laughs> never, never met her before in my life. And we start talking. We talk like 30 minutes. And she said, uh, she said, my house is not for sale. It'll never be for sale. She said, I said, for years, her her and her late husband built the home. And she said, I've said for years, she's remarried since. She said, I've said for years, I'll sell this house when the Lord sends the right family. And I said, okay. <laughs> and I said, well, i just like to look at it. <laughs> We're not committed yet. I'd like to look at it. She said, okay. So we went and looked at it. <clears throat> and, I mean, it's it's perfect. We needed a mother-in-law suite. It has a mother-in-law suite. One of the things I wanted was a... a, a a power service that was like 400 amps. This house has 400 amps, which is crazy. It's got a shop in the back with a bathroom, and it's 40 by 60 with a with a lift, a car lift already in it. Air already run for, for all the things that I could ever want. And we sit down and talk to this lady, and she says, when me and my husband built this house, we prayed over every stud, and we double insulated everything that's super energy efficient. Because <laughs> 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 that was the first question I asked, how much is the power bill? Because <laughs> we got to be able to afford this place. And she said, we insulated even in the, in the interior walls and in the steps. And we, <clears throat> we from the very beginning, said we would we would never put the house on the market. They would have to be the right family to come here, that the Lord would bring them to us. And she said there were several times over the years people would, would say, hey, let me put your house on the market, or hey, you want to sell it? And she would just say, no, the timing wasn't right. (laughs) They are. (laughs) And then when I came up for prayer, (laughs) Gabe and Kelly prayed for me. And Kelly said, this was in the process, we had already pretty much decided before we signed. We have already signed a purchase agreement. Everything's going. We're going to get the house, um, but we were in the process of doing it. And I came up for prayer, and still it was it was tough, you know, because my dream was one place now it's somewhere else. Even though it's perfect, I was still trying to transition that. And Kelly said, "I'm getting something, you know, from the Lord specific." That he said they didn't know. You guys didn't know anything about, you know. They knew we were we were looking for something. We we're trying to figure something out, but it wasn't that specifically. She said. I feel like the Lord has, has has two doors, one is closed and one is cracked open. And the one that's closed, you need to leave closed. And I believe that was that land. And the one that's open, she said is about to swing wide open. And everything in this process of getting this mortgage, you guys know me, and I don't I've always desired to have a father figure, a father around, and I haven't had a father around, and these decisions are hard, man. When you when you're making mortgage decisions and you know, for your family and for your life, these are hard decisions that I wish that I had. You know, a dad that I caught say, hey, sh- am I making the right decision? And I've continued to have to remind myself that I do. Amen. And I have, a <clears throat> I have a father that is already doing it. Amen. I have a father that knows me, knows, just like I talked about a couple weeks ago, knows that every toy that I got I took apart, <laughs> knows that I... I had these specific things. All, not just me; it's Tracy too. I'm speaking for myself, but the house is beautiful. I mean, it's 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 everything. It's move-in ready. Like we can just move in. Um, and as much as I wanted to build, that's pretty much a, that's a great relief. I don't <laughs> I don't have to worry about building. I can just move in. And it's and it's a house that's that legitimately. I feel like the Lord really built for us. You know, she's her and her husband now travel, and she hasn't really even lived in the house for two years. And they travel with work and i'm so thankful for her and she's been so nice. She's been so gracious with everything and i mean literally we went we had a house inspection the other day and i was talking to the inspectors outside and i didn't want to leave. <laughs> I was just like I don't want to go anywhere. This is just so nice. I just want to stay here. Um but anyway, I just all that to say that that God knows us. Like he knows specifically what you need um, we speak a lot in, in kind of broad generalities about God and about faith and about these things. And even when we get deeper into the gifts and what they look like, um, God is very personal. Like he cares, he cares enough to, to see those silly things. I mean, it's a shop. It's not that big of a deal, but it's something that I've always wanted. I mean, literally it has a car lift in it already. I don't even have to worry about buying those things. I mean, uh, I mean, just all these little details, the, all the things that we wanted, being energy efficient, all these different things. I mean, it's just like, even trees I was talking about, I never really cared about trees, but I was like, man, I wish we had some oak trees on this property. They were all pine trees, and this house has oak trees all around it. Just like little things like that is like, and and I've literally, half our stuff is in the Talbot shop next door. We literally just have to move it over. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it couldn't be any easier there. And I've driven past this house probably 20, 30, I don't know how many times I've driven past it and not even... Like, I don't know, it's just crazy how, it all, how all this has come together like this. And this is just one of many times that the Lord has done that. I could go on and on and on and tell you about how this happens over and over again in our lives, but um, I just had to, I had to share that. And I know many of you have been praying for us, and um, we thank you so much for it. Um, I'm thankful for all of you and the advice and the prayers that you guys have given us. And this is certainly a huge answer prayer for us that we, we finally are going to have a home. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, so yeah, all right. I don't know where to go from. Yeah, I don't know where to go from here. Uh, I guess we can. Uh, does anybody else have a testimony? We could give testimonies briefly, and we'll let you guys get out. Yeah, testimonies. Who? Anybody? There's hands raising everywhere. You pick. You gotta call them out. Um, that's my mom. That's my <laughs>
1: She's usually really embarrassed of me, so that was something. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> um, my name's Roxy. I just moved down here from Illinois. And um, so it is just me and my daughter, and um, <laughs> Hannah. And uh, so your story is awesome because when God decides to move you, He makes everything available when it needs to be available. And if you are to go, he often makes it very clear, uh, but in the meantime, there are some details that are left out that you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so I just praise God for for that story. That encourages me, um, you know, moving down here. And, and, and we also have uh, bought a house that we got into that we didn't think we were going to be able to get into and um, at a price that we... Uh, needed and uh, so God is so good and he does he loves us so much he gives his children gifts even though we don't deserve it but because he loves us he wants to give us those things so thank you
0: amen that's awesome (laughs) who else anybody
1: here's your hand
0: Who to,
2: go to Sunday afternoon, we all go to mom and dad's house and eat dinner, family dinner. It's what we do. So we ate dinner last Sunday and I go home. I took Hawkin home, my dog. <clears throat> and, um, you know, text when you get in. So I get in, blah, 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 text. I made it home. We do this all the time. I made it home. I made it home. I made it home. We're safe and sound, safe and sound. I went to bed. I woke up Monday morning at five, normal. <clears throat> and I look at my phone. I have twenty one missed calls from mom. I never woke up. Um, Daniel and Andrew were on the way home and we're in a wreck on the interstate. Let's rewind. Let's rewind. A few months ago, um, Andrew was driving what Brandon's old truck and the engine crapped out. So we've just parked it and we, you know, we'll do something with it. We don't insure it yet, you know. Anyway, so it's just sitting there, Andrew needs a car, Andrew needs a car, and I had some work done on my car. I didn't have to do the work. God gave me money to pay a man to do it, so my fingernails stayed clean, and <laughs> <clears throat> the man tells me it's going to cost however much money, and I said, okay, well, I like this car. She is reliable, and I know she's old, but she's worth it. Do, do the job. So I go to pick it up and he said, I would never, he said, I got involved in it and I would never have told you to spend this money um, if I had seen your car, more of it beforehand. This car is not worth it. You don't need to spend any more on this car. He's wrong, (laughs) but (laughs) don't spend any more money on this car because he pulls out his phone and he shows me a Suburban, which I don't know anything about cars. If you don't, Suburbans are massive, massive, massive. It's like a giant truck with a cap on the back. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, he said, This thing's gorgeous. It's perfect. They just got an engine put in it. You want it. I know you like the car story, but anyway, it's relevant to the other s- previous story. So um, I look at it and I think, Well, first of all, why you dissing my car? I'm not buying your car just because you said it's not, it's somebody he knows selling it. Good price brand new engine and uh, dad says huh. well if you're serious if they're selling it i'm interested we'd like to look at it. it was a saturday night and he says sunday afternoon we'd like to come look at it. he said all right so andrew and dad went and looked at it and andrew bought it monday he took off work to get all the paperwork straight insurance tag blah 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 tuesday he went and picked up the folder with all the receipts for the engine rebuild and then every weekend since, he's put parts on that car. And I said, I just don't understand why God would give us the. It's the right thing. We're supposed to buy this Suburban. I said, if he didn't buy it, I was going to buy it. Daniel says, if he didn't buy it, I was going to buy it. Dad says, if he didn't buy it, I was going to buy it. This is the right car. We are supposed to buy this car. But every weekend, this thing craps out on him, and he puts more parts on it and gets it going every single weekend. Every single weekend he had to work on the F car. So that's a bad deal in my mind. So <clears throat> Sunday night they're in a wreck on the interstate and they flip over three times and did not go to the hospital. They did not break any bones because of the suburban They were in the suburban. They were <laughs> suburban is massive and saved their lives. <laughs> Yes. They didn't even go to the hospital. The ambulance guys are like, "You need to go to the hospital." And dryers just don't go to the doctors.
0: <laughs> I'll set that broken bone myself. <laughs> dryers just don't go to the hospital. I love that. You're right. A, a suburban is a is a bus. It's huge. It, it saved their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Wow. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. How's the how's the suburban? It's toast. Totally- what Fred, what en- what engines it have in it? We might need to talk. It's gone. It's gone. It's no good. All right. It's toast. Anybody else? You, <laughs> you don't have to tie. It's not a competition. <laughs> Testament. If, but if it was, the dryers win. Because <laughs> the dryers don't go to the hospital. Yes, Carol.
3: Um, I've been talking to the Lord, talking about how the Lord knows us. He loves us. <laughs> I've been talking to the Lord for a while <clears throat> about living alone. And... um. He and I had had several conversations about it. I don't mind living alone because the Lord lives with, with me, but sometimes it gets old. <laughs> and so he put in my heart that there was going to be somebody coming, and I found out that um, my friends, the Starlings, Bill's mom, Goldie, <laughs> was changing where she lived, and I offered and asked if she would come live with me for a while, and she is. And we are having a ball. <laughs> That's
0: awesome.
3: She she looked at me last night. She said, "You know, we've had salad for we've had salad three days in a row." And I said, "I know. Isn't this amazing?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, we found a sombrero. We were moving we were moving her stuff yesterday, and we found a sombrero. I put on Tracy, took a picture. <laughs> Margaret, I think Margaret's back there.
4: Hey, yes, I just wanted to share, because um, it kind of goes along with like the gifts and then things happening, not how God, uh, like not how you, ex- or you, what you think is going to happen, right? God does stuff that is different than what we think a lot of times. So I have a group of people that I meet with on Sunday nights, and we, we started meeting like during, um, when the corona shut everything down and churches weren't meeting we kind of like started having secret church in someone's house (laughs) yeah underground church so um so we started meeting and um these were people that god like god brought us kind of together because we were having similar things happen in our lives Um, and a lot of it was actually surrounding the giftings and just some different things that were happening so Anyway, cut back to a few Sundays ago, and there's an individual in this group that I don't actually know very well, but the person whose home it's in um, knows this person pretty well. And this individual found out that they had cancer. And um, I wasn't there the week they announced it, but this particular week I was there, and as we're, we normally have prayer time, and we go around, and like different people have requests, and I just, I had this overwhelming sense of like, I need, we need to pray for this person like specifically lay hands on them and pray for healing and so I'm I'm new to all this kind of stuff and those of you that I've talked to about I get really nervous (laughs) about that kind of thing just because I don't want to mess it up and I think a lot about through stuff Um, so in this particular it was just so overwhelming the feeling that this needed to happen I was like okay I can't really deny this so um, I asked I was like would you be okay and I really feel strongly that we need to do this um, and specifically I'm going to pray for healing. Um, she, you know, that person was like, yeah, it's okay. And I can't remember, they cracked a joke, which I, at first I, I thought they were being serious. They said like, yeah, but, or no, you're not gonna be able to. And I was like, oh no, like my greatest fear of like being rejected by the person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she was like, I'm just kidding. So anyway, so we pray for this individual. Um, and in my mind, right, like I'm thinking healing's going to happen t- from the cancer, right? I'm like, yeah, that's what God was trying to tell me. That's why we're doing this. So the person still, I mean, obviously this is new, so they still have cancer currently, but the person that is um, home that we had it in, so they talked to them afterwards. And this, I just want to share this because this was so encouraging to me. That individual told the person, um, you know, when Margaret prayed for me, something happened and I felt something from God like I've not felt before. And, And that person said, the next morning I woke up and it for the first day, and all of this, I didn't think about, um, I didn't think about the cancer and the anxiety surrounding it, or any of those things. And I felt closer to Jesus in that moment than I have in a really long time. And I just like broke down because, like, what else could I ask for? That's like the true healing, right? Regardless right. of what happens to the body. Um, right. So I just want to share that because that was so encouraging to me that that individual. W- felt closer to God, basically, as a result of the prayer, and so that was just, like, talking about relationship and God being close to us, that was just, like, um, I didn't expect that, right? It didn't happen in my mind. I thought it was going to be this, like, oh, yeah, it's gone the next day, um, you know, but how much ama- more amazing did God show
0: up than I would have ever thought or anticipated? That's awesome. I love that you guys are, you guys are kind of preaching the sermon that i was going to preach because one of the things one of the things that i had in here was luke 10 7 and it talks about when jesus sent the 70 or 72 you can argue about how many it was he sent a bunch of people out that weren't the apostles and they went out um healing the sick and casting out demons and doing all these things and they came back and they were excited rightfully so they're like dude you're right it worked like even even demons run and flee from us like we we do and then and then he says right here he says uh uh, da, 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 da. Verse twenty says, however, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And then another scripture that he talks about um, from from Acts, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing for time's sake, but um, it, it was it was uh, Peter and John healing the lame man, and he says he says something similar. Uh, let's see, after he was healed, it says, while, I love this, that verse eleven says, while the man held on to Peter and John, he was hanging on to them. Because he was healed, all the people were astonished and came running to them in in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. Uh, When Peter saw this, he said to them, fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had had made this man walk? And he goes on to say, it was Jesus that has done this. By the faith in Jesus' name. It's Jesus that does this, not us. And so when we talk about healing and what what I'll eventually get to the sermon at some point, uh, just like you're saying, it's not up to us to do it anyway. We don't we don't have the power, it's Jesus anyway. So when we when we pray for healing and what an awesome testimony. Um I'm still friends uh with uh Delia Knox and I constantly see her post pictures in heels. And I mean literally she sang here in a wheelchair the week before she was healed, and and we knew her. Like this isn't just some story we heard. She was paralyzed for twenty twenty-two years and Literally, uh, her husband, Levy, he would say she'd been dropped and plopped and prayed for. And she had pretty much, she had written a book. She had given up. Not given up, but like she wasn't seeking healing. She was okay with being in a wheelchair. And when, when the Lord healed her, what was said to her was let your faith. He never said anything about stand up or anything. He said, let your faith arise. The thing about the gospel is when you go, and that's what we, we don't need to leave off when it says go raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out demons. It says no, go pre- pre- preach the gospel, raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out demons. The gospel, the kingdom is what carries the power. The, the gift, not the gifts, we're going to talk about the gifts and they're important, but the gift is what does it all. The gift is the Holy Spirit. So when we go and we pray, we pray for that person with cancer because we care for them and we don't want to see that any more than Jesus wants to see that. When we pray for that, something happens. Something happens in that person, and it's not, like you said, and so true, and I need to hear that just as much as anybody else, it doesn't always happen the way that we think it should happen. You, we have to wrap our minds around that. We don't see the way that he sees. We want to, and we desire to, and we, we, we yeah, and so, man, it, it should be a great relief for us to be able to love and care for people and pray for them by the power that Jesus gives us, not by our own power or ability, because we couldn't do it anyway. That's the gift that's that's the the awesome thing that we get to do. and I tell you, you guys is this gift that we have is not just for Sunday mornings. This is where we talk about it and we give testimony about it and we teach about it. but where it's act where it's where it's fleshed out is outside those doors. I'll tell you one more, and we'll wrap up from here because this just happened this week. I had to fly to Indianapolis for uh I've got a funny story with that too. I had to fly to Indianapolis um, for work and then fly back uh Friday. And while I was up there, I can't. I have a hard time being away from family too long. I love Tracy and the girls, and and I, I just I, I don't sleep well. And I tossed and turned the second night I was there, and I woke up at like 3 a.m., which was 2 a.m. here, and I forgot the charger in my rental car, and I got up, and I only had 2% on my phone, and I turned the TV on because I was bored, and it was a mass shooting at FedEx in Indianapolis where I was. And I was like, oh, no, Tracy's going to worry. Immediately I was like, Tracy's going to worry. If she wakes up and sees this, And my battery's on 2%. It's going to die. And she's not going to know where I am. So I text her half asleep and basically something to the effect of, hey, there's a mass shooting up here, but I'm okay. (laughs) Which, when I went to sleep and woke back up at 5 a.m. and read it back, I was like, oh, that's not going to sound good at all. (laughs) No details. (laughs) That's not what I meant. So I went went downstairs at like 5 a.m. Nobody was in the lobby and walked out. And I I did a digital key on my phone. And I went out (laughs) out to to the rental which I, got, I rented a Jeep because it was the same price as anything else, and I thought, this is cool. I'm going to get a Jeep, and I'm going to take the doors off of a rental Jeep, and it's going to be really cool. And I get up there, it's like 30 degrees. I was like, oh, that was dumb. I didn't look at the weather. So I went down there and got the charger out of the Jeep and went to go back in, and the doors were locked. And I was like, I don't have a key. I've got my phone. It was on like 1%. I was like, oh, I went through the app, opened doors, and it clicked. It opened up. I was like, oh, 1%? I made it. So I went back in and text Tracy, hey, sorry for that last text. <laughs> Let me clarify Anyway. I don't know I think I ended up calling her I don't know what we, we straightened it out but anyway uh so all that just, that was the kind of odd part but um while I was up there we were doing this lab test for this company and this guy the customer is in there with us and we begin to talk I, I told buddy about this the other day and and uh it's really cool to tell these kind of stories because it was it wasn't awkward it was very natural we were having a discussion and he brought up something about a car and of course me I'm like Ooh, what kind of car are you talking about and he has like a. He has like a. Uh, it was similar to the one that you ordered. And ended up canceling the, the the Shaker package on one of the Challengers. Or what what is it called? The Shaker, something like that. Anyway, he had real real similar package that you you were looking into too. And so we get to talk about engines and cars, different things like that. And he, and he lives in Laurel. And he said we gather together for car shows, but mostly what we do is reach out to the community. And He said our community there's a lot of drugs and stuff that goes on in our community. And so we try to we try to encourage kids. We have all these nice cars, and we go out there and let them know. You don't have to sell drugs to get this kind of stuff. That We've got legitimate jobs. We've, we've done a, you know, we've, we've tried to make good decisions. We have families and different things like that. And we just want to do something, to give back to our community. I was like, that's awesome. And so I started talking about some of the ministries that we're involved with. And, of course, it came out that I'm a pastor. I don't just run around saying, hey, I'm a pastor of a church. You know, have you sinned? You know, and take them down. <laughs> have you ever stolen anything? It shouldn't be so unnatural. It was very natural for us to talk about cars. It progressed into what he does, giving back to the community. I told him that was awesome. And by the end of it, I'd given almost my whole testimony because of, he had similar background. I had similar background. We talk about our fathers and our lives and different things like that and all these different things. And by the end of the day, I had basically given this guy the gospel very naturally and not like awkwardly as you could do. And that's what I love about, and I don't know that I'll ever be any different this way as far as being outside the doors of the church. I love you guys. and I love being here in the position that I have as pastor, but I'll always, I'll, and I hope you do as well, I will always minister because that's a position that's not temporary. That's always going to be, that's what it's going to be, and you guys have that same that same ability to give the good news of the gospel to everybody that you come in contact with, and, and it doesn't have to be awkward. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it can be, but it doesn't have to be. It should be just as natural as breathing because it's who you who you are, it's not this addition to your life; it's the very source of our life, and so it's very difficult not to share it. I've got to hold back most of the time because I'm like, oh, I want to tell you all these good things, but you may not be ready. <laughs> you may not be ready for all of it. I got to give it out a little bit at a time. Tracy jokes around like, like I can't let all the crazy out at once. I'm like, okay, slow down. But I'm a, I'm a little weird outside of the gospel, so <laughs> that's partly me, partly the gospel. So, thank you. So, anyway, all right, I will let you guys get out. We're a little bit early. I'll let you guys get out of here early so you can find a bathroom. Do we need, do we, we have two things. One thing before you get to that, because I know you're about to give us an update on what's going on. But Paula said that she has a friend who has two um, huskies, puppies, that they need to give away for free, right? Um, To a loving home, but they need to stay together, right? So, if any of you guys want, I don't. And I'll let the kids get out of here before I told y'all, you're welcome. But if any of you want two husky puppies, get with Paula after church. Um, so <laughs> I can see them. <laughs> Bill's like, no, no puppies. All right. Yes. Do we have an update on the wedding? On the have hand up? No, shower. No. What? What? Does what? I have what? Hand up? Yes. Have hand up? Oh yeah. Do you? Sorry, I'm still doing Donahue. Okay. No, we're good.
5: I, I just had a God thing when we were telling stories and. I don't know where it came from it was just like god knocking at the door <sighs> if i can get through it <laughs> so most of you don't know me this is um just i don't know where it's coming from but um
0: <laughs> it's okay i cry i cry most of the time
5: <laughs> so um Casey was in my family for a very long time and um, recently she was brought back into my life um, through work. I don't know if she's told you guys but she works with me now and um, my children are her um, niece and nephew and that's how we became to work together again because um, my kids were with them one weekend, and I don't talk about work a lot at home. And um, I guess my my daughter overheard. I guess one day about me saying we were shorthanded at work, and I guess I didn't even realize. And Tracy was saying recently at work, she she said I guess Cadence must have overheard you one day, and they were with them riding. Um, four-wheelers or something and Tracy must have mentioned something about wanting to go back to work or whatever and she was like you need to call my mom just out of the blue and so Tracy texted me and was like um hey are you hiring and it just so happened we were hiring at work and I was like well yeah just and we never hire at work it was just a weird time It just so happened and um we were and so um I was like yeah we are and so she started working with me and um it's been a long time and I You know, we were like sisters for a long, long time, so um, it's just weird that God brought her back to my life, and I'm very happy, and we're here, and brought the girls back into my life, so I'm so glad about that.
0: And even on, on on the flip side of that, that was a blessing to us for the job, too, because Tracy was... Uh, she was in a place where she, she wanted to go back to work and I mean it was God's timing for all of it to happen so and we're thankful you guys are back in our lives too yes yes I'm sorry y'all were making me cry I thought I was done
6: <laughs> um, I ha- we had something amazing happen this morning uh, Gracie my 16 year old you know before she was born Mark prayed on a mother's day um, for me that I would get pregnant because I had infertility issues and she was born And so she was 11 when her dad left, and she was a daddy's girl, so it really affected her. And so during middle school, she was hard to love, honestly, as much as I love her. She didn't want anything to do with me. She she wouldn't accept Bill or our family, and it was just very painful. And I prayed and prayed and prayed that God would change her heart. Well, she started dating this guy about a year and a half ago. He's on fire for the Lord. He goes to another church. So she started going to the church. She goes to youth groups several times a week. She goes to church every Sunday, even when I can hardly get up. She's there early. This morning, she got baptized, and although she was saved when she was sick, she was too shy to get baptized, and I prayed for years she would get baptized, and last Sunday, I'm getting baptized, Mom. I'm like, really? And I started hugging her, and she's not very affectionate, but she let me hug her, and so this morning, Bill was able to take pictures. My ex-husband was there and his wife. And I didn't see him at the end of the service, thank goodness. I would have been distracted. But when I saw his wife, I just loved her. And I just said, hey, how are you doing? And that was just a God thing because she's been so good to the girls. But seeing her baptized and and cry and worship this morning and raise her hands during church, I thought, wow, we have a good God. He answers
0: prayers. That's awesome. I want to tell you guys, too, all these testimonies don't take lightly because even the word that we talk about in testimony is, is a picture word of an eye and a door. It is not just hearing and understanding, but it's also walking through. So when you hear things like this, it's not just saying, oh, well, that's nice for them. The, the same, the same God that, that knows us, knows you, the same God that has blessed us in these, these small, very relatively small in the grand scheme of things stories, uh, knows every detail about your life and, and wants to be a part and, and will lead you and very clearly in some of these ways, and sometimes even when, when you're trying to do your own thing, we'll, we'll close doors so that he can lead you in another direction so that it will be better for you. He is, he is better than you even know. So, um, yeah, one more announcement, then I'll pray.